To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. Almost like it never existed, but it fucking did. So do me a favor. Go f*** yourself. Share, donate, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Check out the Weeble app. The affiliate link's in the description down below. When you sign up using that, just fund your account with a few bucks. You'll go ahead and you'll get yourself some free stocks. Uh, there's also the cash management system. Um, you get all this simply by signing up using the affiliate link in the description down below. You'll get free stocks. What do I get out of it? I get free stocks simply by using the affiliate link. It's a great way of supporting yourself. It's a great way of supporting this podcast. By the way, the cash management system, which you can earn up to 5% interest, I think, right now, that's FDIC protected, okay? Just like a bank. So there you go. Check that out. Uh, if you haven't already started investing on your own independently, it's good to have like a 401k or a Roth or something that is done for you. But it's also good to you know diversify the way you take care of your money. Um, so give it a whirl. Like I said, fill the links in the description down below. We are back, shaking off the rust here in the spare parts studio on a, this is a Monday night, the worst night of all nights possible to be doing something like this where you just can't stay focused because there's so much shit to do in such a little bit of time. And that is life with the ever-growing amount of distractions that are going on with the amount of drama, with the amount of fear. uh, It's very hard to stay distracted. And if things weren't getting any worse, well, guess what? Your favorite bird is going away. And no, I'm not talking about Big Bird, at least not yet, unless he's brought up on rape charges. But apparently, according to the New York Post and several other outlets, there is a apparently a growing uh, amount of concern over the names of birds and what they were named after. And is it offensive? And were the owners of these birds, or were the people that they named after, or who founded these birds, were they rooted in white supremacy or slavery? I got fucking news for you. Back in the 1800s, everybody did the slavery thing. I also got news for you. Lots of people died, including white people, fighting to abolish it. So... There you have it. In the 1800s, everybody had a different point of view on life. Just like now. And in another 100 years, everybody, if we're not all dead, everybody will have a different point of view than the ones we have right now. So, in 100 years from now, is it going to matter what we name the birds? Probably not. I mean, to be perfectly honest with you, if we are so concerned about what the names of birds are and their racist roots, well, maybe somebody should go and tear down Disney World. In case you haven't run up on your history, Walt Disney wasn't a big fan of the Jews. Quite popular in his thought process back in the day, not so popular right now. So... If apparently the tufted tit mouse was rooted in some type of white supremacy, then guess what? 
Disneyland's got to change its name to I Hope You're Not Offended Land. So, according to the New York Post, the New York City Audubon Society is changing its name. Now, the Audubon Society is the one that takes care of all them birds. So, on the hill... So that was that was one article. This was the changing its that's the Audubon changing its name, and then there was the Dun, Dun, okay here it is the dozens of famous birds with monikers quote clouded by racism and misogyny to be renamed. Oh, this is obviously the most important thing that we could be focusing on right now, not the ever-growing conflict in the Middle East, not the ever-siphoning of our federal resources that we can't afford to keep funding in the Ukraine, not the ever amount of people piling in through the border, not our ever-decreasing uh, amount of freedoms because of the Patriot Act and the Save the Kittens Act and the Inflation Reduction Inflation Act, which all it did was basically prep hyperinflation for 2024 when they stop raising interest rates. Oh, no. It's the fucking birds. It's always about them birds. So dozens of famous bird species will lose their familiar names. And I'm sure you've heard some before, and I bet you they're your favorite ones. I know they're my favorite ones. As a nationwide effort, nationwide, that means you. That means me. That means your neighbor. That means your best friend. We all play a part in changing those racist birds and <laughs> changing their ways. Eliminate monikers clouded by racism and to di diversify bird watching. So... You can't have a bunch of white birds. You gotta have a black bird, and a blue bird, and a yellow bird, and a Puerto Rican bird, and you gotta get some of them transgender birds too. You know, the ones that identify fluidly, like it changes one day from the titmouse to the purple finch to the red cardinal. You know, depending upon how it's identifying that day is how you wanna actually name it. But then again, I don't know if the name cardinal is gonna go away. Well, God help us if the titmouse ever happens to disappear. What are we on earth to do? So, the American Ornithological Society, who is responsible for standardizing English bird names across the Americas until the America's name is changed, because that's founded in racism too, according to the 1619 Project, we're all terrible, terrible people. Announced plans Wednesday to ditch any bird classifications derived from a person's name instead of instead identifying them by their physical traits of their habitats. So the yellow bird, the blue bird, the white bird, <gasps> not the white bird. We can't have the white bird. Nope. What about the black bird? Oh, too demeaning. Although not a fowl named after people are linked to unsavory histories, the undertaking mainly aims to purge names connected to racism, misogyny, and genocide. I didn't know that birds had anything to do with misogyny. I didn't know that they could take place, take part in such misogynistic things. I thought they were just birds with hollow bones that smashed into glass windows at healthcare companies. Uh, this is I, this is news to me. I had no idea that birds could be misogynistic. Or racist. I never I never knew of a racist bird. I know 
what is it? What is it? Jayhawks? Jaybirds? Blue Jays. I know Blue Jays are assholes. I do know that. And woodpeckers are pretty annoying. But we continue. And apparently genocide is also a factor. So anything that is known as the Che Guevara bird, the Che Guevara bird or the Mao bird or uh, 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 the Stalin bird, um, you know, th- those types of those types of birds or the, the Rwanda bird, any of those, those got to go. Um, birds with names deemed offensive and exclusionary, which makes no fucking sense, will also be rechristened, christened, christened. What is that from? Is that is that Christian? Who knows? Did they kill any people back in there in the Crusades? God only knows. As scientists, we work to eliminate bias in science, but there has been historic bias in now. This guy sounds like a fucking loser. Oh, excuse me. She. Did I just assume her gender? Well, the name is Judith, and she sounds like a bitch. Historic birds named who might have been a bird named in their honor. Oh, in their honor. Okay. Uh, this is the Autobahn, or soon to be renamed Autobahn Society, executive director and CEO, said in a statement, because she has nothing better to do. Exclusionary naming conventions developed in the 1800s, clouded by racism and misogyny, don't work for us today. Whereas the rest of the population didn't give two flying shits. And the time has come for us to transform this process and redirect the focus to the birds, where it belongs. Oh, apparently it didn't before so you're telling me the entire time you were not focused on the birds and now all of a sudden you're worried about the names of the birds and now you're going to focus on them is that what you were planning on all these birds i see maybe if you spent less time worrying about these fucking birds there'd be less of them covered in oil from all the oil shit maybe you would have been instead of just these naming conventions i'm sure this was your top priority for you or just maybe you're trying to get clicks congratulations you got one here. The naming purge will likely affect up to 80 different species in the U.S. and Canada through the process only in the early stages. In the early stages, 80 birds, up to 80 different species. And yet, I have looked around the Internet for a grand total of 37 minutes, and I haven't found a single fucking list of any of the birds that they intend to change. Not one. Not a single bird. But don't worry, we will continue on with this article, and we'll look at some interesting names for birds that might be deemed offensive or funny, or maybe some that I just kind of, I don't want to part ways with the names. The naming purge, 80 different species of birds in the U.S. and Canada. Still don't know which ones. They didn't list them. They They didn't build Schindler's list of birds to be freed from its racist, misogynistic ways. <clears throat> AO, the AOS's decision comes after years of mounting pressure from the bird watching or birding community to revoke the recognition of really mounting pressure, mounting pressure. I'm sure, I'm sure there's so much aggressive pressure in the bird community, the bird watching community, a bunch of fucking losers who might as well be on a sex offender registry, um, telling you know, putting pressure on the Audubon Society or the American Ornithology Society, putting pressure on them. They had the same, these fucking losers, these four-eyed morons with the same bone marrow density as the birds that land on the branches, telling them, oh, there's too so much pressure. Dear so-and-so, I'm upset about the titmouse. 
community revoked the recognition of racist historical figures whose name was bestowed upon the foul. Um, I don't remember the John Wilkes Booth bird. You know, the guy who shot Lincoln. I don't remember his bird. Or was it like the JWB bird? I don't, the Jube bird. The, G, the Jawab bird. I don't remember that bird. I really don't. I don't remember the Jefferson Davis bird. I don't remember that one. I don't remember, the, I don't remember that. Although it'd be kind of funny. Flying around a little. A little fucking Southern Cross. <laughs> a little Southern, little rebel, rebel Rouser. The Rebel Rouser bird. That's a good name for a bird. The Rebel Rouser. See, that's a good name. A re- The Rebel Rouser. Be like a maroon colored bird with a bad attitude that has like a has like the personality of a dachshund where it just doesn't give two shits it just pushes other birds around it's like i'll bite you i don't care how i don't care if you're a hawk i'll fucking put your fists up autobahns uh let's see that means the autobahns shearwater a seabird native to the southeastern united states will no longer be linked to john james audubon the founder of the eponymous eponymous whatever New York City birding community and slave owner who opposed abolition. Well, let's face it, you know, labor is expensive nowadays. Uh, Audubon's own organization voted in March to drop its problematic founder's name, citing his legacy of white supremacy. Like I said, I'll buy into what you're saying the minute that Disney World changes its name. Until then, (laughs) I think you're just looking for clout. I think you're looking for a little bit of this. This is what you're looking for? Oh, did you change your name? Oh, maybe there'll be a ceasefire in Gaza. Oh, Autobahn. No. Golf clap. Mm. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. Three under par. He's got about 120 yards. He's been playing pretty good all night. He's had a, he's had a little bit of a problem in the back nine, John. Yeah, I think, yeah, Frank, I'll be honest with you. He just, he, uh, he, he, he's been going good, but I mean, the red shirt's just not working for him today, but, um, if he can get it onto the green here, he can chip in for par and he's going to be in, he's going to have his sights set on, as we go into 17 and he bring K. Oh, there he is. He lands right there. Oh, that's going to be that. He might, he might be able to pull that off. I like it, yeah. I'm telling you, Frank. When in doubt, Tiger's always gonna Tiger's always gonna let you down. Anyways, moving on here. You know what I forgot to do? I forgot to put on the music. Let me put on a little bit of music here. There we go. Anyways, moving on. Audubon's own organization voted in March to drop its problematic founder's name, citing his legacy in white supremacy. Oh. Good job. Yeah. We're changing the world over here. Vladimir, Vladimir Putin would be quite impressed as he builds another Satan II ICBM intercontinental ballistic missile that's probably pointed at the United States as he sends another 100,000 Russian soldiers probably to their death in a war that's bought and paid for by the United States government. Congratulations, Audubon. Or, excuse me, AOS, if that's your name. AOC, AOS, whatever. Congratulations to you. Couldn't be happier for you than I am right now. Anyways, these bird pictures are pretty. The thick-billed longspur was once named after a Confederate soldier known for his racist legacy. 
Okay. The Thick Build Long Spur. It's a cool name. The organization's golden branch just followed a suit one month later. The Autobahn's Shearwater new name will likely reflect its coastal habitat or its identifiable rounded wings, similar to the, how the blue-footed booby is named for its iconic and unique teal flippers. Oh, I love when boobies fly overhead. I love when I put my binoculars on a big set of boobies. You know, when I see a fresh set of boobies in the beginning of the morning, you know, it just, my day just changes. I mean, I really, as a, as a fellow bird watcher, I cannot go a week without seeing a fresh set of boobies right there outside my windowsill. It just, it really perks me up. Some birds have already gone undergone the change. The thick-billed longspur, a small ground-feeding bird native to North America, was renamed in 2020 after nearly three centuries of being named for Captain John P. McClown, uh, a Confederate soldier who is perceived today by many as a symbol of slavery and racism. So let me ask you a question. This man's name was Captain John P. McClown. John P. McCown. So John P. McCown and thick build long spur so wait a minute i don't so in the thick build long spur i don't see john p or mccown i don't see confederate soldier and i also don't see captain i just see the thick build long spur so unless that was his nickname or I'll be honest with you, I don't see the similarities between the naming convention. He's the thick-billed longspur, and then there's Captain John P. McCown, who fought for the Confederacy. For whatever reason, it's up to him. I think he's dead now. Um, but I don't see the res I don't see similarities here. But that's okay. You know, I'm sure we'll come up with a better name. The renaming pilot project will kick off in 2024, you know, exactly when it should, with an initial group of between 70 and 80 birds that they never told us about in uh, U.S. and Canada. The initiative will continue for months and years because they have nothing better to do, the AOS said, with up to 260 birds due to be reviewed across the Americas and associated islands. And this is filed under birds and racism. Because those two things go together. Oh, and science. That was that was also where it was filed under. Now, anyways. Mm, need some water. Um, so the New York Audubon Society is changing its name. The uh, nonprofit acknowledged, let's see, months of deliberation. Audubon decided to change its name, citing John James Audubon's legacy of white supremacy. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Welcoming all. Inclusive and welcoming to all New Yorkers, especially the ones who are illegal. Uh, the Audubon ban marked the culmination of eight-month-long assessment that deemed to be the surname to be a barrier for entry for many into the organization. Sure. Okay. Um, while they didn't... Well, I'm just curious. Who is this person? This... Uh, What's her name? Director. Okay. What is. So that's the executive director. The Audubon Board of Directors has announced. Is it Jessica Wilson? Who is the person up here that we mentioned their name? Uh, Judith Scarl. I'm just curious if her salary 
is posted anywhere. What's her what's her what's her salary? I wonder if that's po that should be public, right? Let's see. I don't know if I see it. Well, here, let's see. Meeting American Ornithology. So the American Ornithology, what's her staff? Oh, she just... Judith Scarl joined the AOS director in July of 2021. She brings years of experience developing partnerships with state and federal agencies and nonprofit organizations to identify common goals and a unified voice for bird conservatorship. Ugh. Never mind. I just figured out what the problem was. So I went to the AOS website, and here we go. Judas Scarl, executive director, pronouns. She, her, hers. Once again, Crystal Ruiz, pronouns in her bio. Chris Mulvaney, who weighs 74 pounds. Him, he, him, his. Crystal Schmidt. She, her, hers. Mark Penrose. He, him, his. Lauren Novi. She, her, hers. And Mint Jang. She, her, hers. I think I figured out what... I think I might have figured out what the problem is with the Autobahn Ornithological Organizational Society here. They're fucking retarded. So... I'm assuming they make too much money. They have nothing better to do. Uh, she loves indoor rock climbing, riding her motorcycle, sushi, and curating her little free library. Uh, I'd contact her, but it, I could contact Judith, but I would probably just tell her to go straight to hell. Um, now, birds with funny names. I'm just curious. If there, are there any birds that would make me, you know, giggle. Well, here's one. The Satanic Nightjar. Do we plan on renaming that? The Satanic Nightjar. Uh, regardless of the name, Satanic Nightjars don't run cults or offer sacrifices. It's just a medium-sized grayish-brown spotted bird. Discovered 90 years ago in Sulawesi and then rediscovered in 96. It earned its name because locals believed it had demonic entity due to the sounds it let out at night. Ah, number two. The boobies. Like I said... You see a pair of boobies flying in the sky. It's going to be a good day. Look. I mean, come on. Boobies. How can you go wrong? You can't go wrong with a fresh set of boobies. Or, I mean, if you think a fresh set of boobies was going to um, was gonna brighten your day. I mean, there's... Look at this. How about a fresh set of pendulum tits i mean if you think fly if you see if you see a, a pair of boobies in the sky imagine i mean just a fucking set of tits <laughs> just at that i mean that just could I, I mean absolutely makes you smile absolutely tits pendulum tits 
They live up to their name, making elaborate bag nests which they hang from trees near water. They even use a spider web and animal hair and soft plant materials to create the nest. The construction even has a false opening that leads to a false chamber, and true interior of the nest is hidden behind a secret door. And that, all that right there completely reminds me of a fresh set of pendulum tits. There is the horned screamer, the fluffy-backed tit babbler, the tit babbler. That's like a that's like a chick who talks way too much with a fresh set of knockers. Did I say that? That's offensive. The sad flycatcher, the smoo, the sombre tit. So that is the Mexican tit. <clears throat> or is that somber? Whatever. There is the Typical Swifts, or the those are the typical Swifts are basically your prototypical Taylor Swift fan. There is the European Shag baby. There's the rough face Shag, which is basically a ratchet hoe. There's the common loon. Uh, common loons are water birds. So after blah blah blah, nobody cares. There's the red rumped bush tyrant, and then there's the noisy pitta. Uh, the Noisy Miner, there's the Spangled Drongo, there's the Hoary Puffleg, um, no comment needed, the Swallow, I've met her, the Ruddy Pigeon, the Drab Seed Eater, the Scrub Wren, the Monotonous Lark, I've worked with a few of those before, I mean, back in healthcare, there was a few Monotonous Larks kicking around uh, pretty much the entire building. The noisy fryer bird, the scrub bird. What else do we have here? Um, the oh, once again, <laughs> the blue-footed booby. That is uh, basically a nice set of tits on a dead girl. And the Dick Sissel. Dick Sissel sounds like a salesman. Hey, is Dick Sissel? Dick Sissel sales desk. Dick Sissel. The American wood cock. The American woodcock. That's got to get a name change. We can't. We cannot have cocks flying around. Nothing more annoying than a cock in your face. Nothing more annoying than hearing a cock in the morning. Really, you just—it's unacceptable. Can't have. You can't have that. And then, of course, there is. I mean, let's face it. We've all. We all remember our first set of great tits. A great tit. I mean, a great tit is great. But imagine a great pair of great tits. I mean, look at it. Look how majestic those tits are. And then there's the Himalayan snowcock. That is basically when you stick your penis in the snow after a fine blizzard. The rough-faced shag, basically the paper bag warrior. The horned screamer, the satanic goat sucker. The American bush tit, the bush tit. That is, well, I really don't have a joke for that one, so we'll just move on. Um, so, ooh, look at her. Look at Volia Schuberger. She's a freelance copywriter. Now, she should be running the Ornithological Society. Why? Because she's got a, a great personality. <laughs> but here's the thing. I don't see anything, I mean, I don't see, like, you know, anything called like the n-word bird i don't see like 
the Downs bird. I don't I don't see I don't see the 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 spectrumed booby. I don't see um you know the I don't see the wet back pecker. I don't see any of these things that would um make me think maybe that's a good idea if we actually take some time to change the names. I think quite possibly this is all a complete waste of time. And after checking that they had pronouns in their bio, I can basically go ahead and say that this is a complete fucking farce. And, um, I mean, I guess they're looking out for the birds. Or we can assume they're actually looking out for themselves. And then they're just looking for some clout and some bullshit recognition. Because apparently these names have actually nothing to do, really, other than the fact that they were founded in these people's names but they actually don't use their names at all the 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 thick build fucking platypus bird has nothing to do with john p mccown of the confederacy who died 200 fucking years ago um and nobody gives a shit other than these fucking idiots at the aos which i forgot completely what it was the ornithological great you're all losers every single one of you and don't get me wrong i like birds i think birds are fascinating i think birds are cute i think they're funny they make me laugh i like when they go cheep 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 in the morning or in the morning or 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 whatever they do in the morning whatever do birds even if the bird just goes i think it's cute I'm okay with that. I don't care if the bird goes, you know, it's fine with me. If that's what the bird does in the morning, kudos to you, bird. I have no problem with you. I don't care if you are the gargling, butthold, seer-sucking, uh, fucking horned owl. If you go, I'm, we're cool. You can sit on my roof. You can eat out of the bird's nest. You are one of the birds. I would invite you in so you can fly around my kitchen crazily because you don't know how to find a way out, breaking both of your wings in the process. Therefore, I will gently place on the quietly on the ground so that you may recover. And then sometime overnight, a fox will come by and smell you and you can't get away and then I'll walk out to the trash one morning and I'll just see nothing but a pile of feathers R.I.P. horned owl <laughs> anyways what a complete waste of time the article is quite fascinating though I mean I got a few I got a few laughs out of it in my own head so let's we'll go ahead and close up shop with some Q&A I think we'll go to about 40 minutes this week because it's been a very very long week for me um, if you want to support this podcast go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate any amount is appreciated like subscribe you can find this on the website positivesarcasm.com downloadable and streamable and of course you can go you can find the video version of this podcast on rumble it's not much I'm not much to look at um but if that's the case for you, then you can go ahead and check out the audio version, which is available on Substack. It's available on my website and anywhere else where podcast audio versions are available. So let's move on to some dig.com Q&A, and then we'll call it a day back here at the Spare Parts Studio.
sip of water. I'm in finance, and my company with 5,200 employees hosts an annual dove hunt for high net worth clients. Employees are included, and it's a great opportunity to meet your clients and other employees, especially higher-ups from other offices. I understand there are director level and up at this event. Okay. The issue is my director sends out email invites individually to male employees, but it appears he doesn't invite female employees. Nor I, Neither I nor any other female co-worker in our office received an invitation, although we were asked to provide a list of clients who may be interested. Alcohol is also served at the clubhouse. The Dick Cheney hunting fiasco comes to mind. Not all who are interested in hunting. Not all who go are interested in hunting. My understanding is they go to network. I'm thinking so many things. Guns and alcohol. Most women left out. Sounds like a good time. I've been, th- been with the company for about 16 months, so I don't feel comfortable saying much to my director or even HR. I may even feel comfortable next year asking why I didn't receive an invite. I believe we have ethics an ethics line I can call them honestly, but I don't feel comfortable speaking up at this point, and I'm wondering if I should let it go for now. Hmm. Well, that's your call, sweetie. Um, and quite frankly, I'm probably not the best person to be asking about this after I just read an entire article about racist, misogynistic birds. I'm probably not in the best mood to answer your question. If you don't like the job and you don't, and quite frankly, if you don't want to go to this club, I mean, you want to go to this clubhouse thing? Do you actually want to go? I mean, it's, it is a dove hunt event. Do you actually go there to shoot birds? Do you actually go there to shoot birds? It's a good question. Quite frankly, I don't give a shit. If you, I always say this about this, these questions when it has to do with like workplace environments. If you don't like your job, fucking quit. Go somewhere else. If you're going to stay there to bitch about your job, go find another job. There's always another shit job. If you're at a shit job, go find another shit job. Yeah, if they're, maso- if they're being fucking, they don't like bitches at their fucking party, it's like, all right, fine. Go complain to HR or file a lawsuit and quit. But quite frankly, it's like, it's a shit job. Who cares? Like, do you think I spend all my time thinking about my fucking, some of my past jobs? I I wouldn't spend 10 seconds thinking about that shit. Wasting my time. I would just sue them and move on. Or don't, who cares? Do you really, are you really that concerned? Is this job paying you that much? Are you really golden handcuffed at this point? Fuck out of here with this. Move on. I don't care. I don't know what to do. Well, I don't know what to do either, but let's see if we can find out. I'm a 27-year-old woman with a boyfriend, and I just learned something I can't quite figure out how to deal with. He is kind. He is funny. He's great in bed. All right. And I've never been so happy. We've been together for a year now, but something happened just recently, and I don't know what to do. My mom and dad divorced when I was in college, and I had a lot of problems dealing with that. Last year, I felt it was time to introduce him to my mom. And I felt that introducing him to her first would make it easier to introduce him to my dad. Everything went well. We met at a restaurant, had dinner, conversation, everything. After dinner, my boyfriend and I went back to my place, and that's when everything went crazy. My boyfriend told me that he had slept with my mom in the past. I was completely shocked. I couldn't believe it. My boyfriend explained that before we met, he he and some friends had been out to a bar, and he met my mom there. He said they had chatted and shared drinks and she had taken him home for the night. Nice. He told me it was the only time they had hooked up 
and he never met or contacted her again. He was incredibly sorry and he didn't know what he should do. But he believed that telling me the truth was the only right decision. I don't know what to do or what to think. Should I shut my eyes? Should I forgive him? Should I confront my mom? I love my mom, and I know she has every right to find happiness wherever she can, but with my boyfriend, somehow this seems wrong. Well, okay. Um, so, this was... my Before we met, uh, he went out to a bar, met a girl, took her home. Sweet. Good for him. He didn't know. He didn't know. He didn't know that this girl that he's been dating for about a year, he had no idea that his mom was a pit. Her mom was a pig. <laughs> no idea. Oh, but sorry, they divorced. So they divorced when he was in college. So clearly, that's going to be, you might be, you know what? You actually might be able to get over that. You might be able to get over that. I mean, let's see. Your dad, mom and dad divorced when you were in college. You had a lot of problems dealing with that. Last year, I felt it was time and introduced him to my mom. Um, felt introduced him for the first blah, blah, blah. Everything went well. Okay. Well, I... Th she obviously was... She must have been a dime then. If he was... Oh, yeah. When you were in college, so about 10 years... Oh, yeah. She must have been a dimey dime. Um, I think now that time has moved on a bit, I think that is, this can be salvageable. He hasn't, you haven't done anything wrong as the girlfriend. He hasn't done anything wrong as the boyfriend. He's been loyal to you and he's been honest with you. Um, if you can focus on getting this out of your head, yeah, he fucked your mom, but you know, I think that's something to say about you. Obviously, he's great in bed. He learned from the best. <laughs> ah, get over it. Move on. My husband sets his alarm for 5.15 a.m. He doesn't have any of intention of getting out of bed until 6.30. Oh, if my alarm is on, I'm up. I intend on waking him up for... I intend on waking up for work between 6 and 6.15. I set my alarm for the time I want to get out of bed. His pre-alarm interrupts my sleep by 45 minutes in work every day. He doesn't hear his alarm, and it runs until I kick him. In hopes of catching the last wave of sleep, he refuses to make adjustments, saying he needs the extra long alarm to gradually wake up. I think he's being very rude and inconsiderate. I also don't think that I should have to wear earplugs, as any other people have suggested, because I don't want the risk to miss my alarm. Okay? May I also add he's a very loud snorer. Ew. He's also begun wearing a mouthpiece in the past that helps with that. However, I get the impression that my complaining about the alarm after complaining for years and years of earth-shaking snoring adds to his resistance to remedy the situation. Yes, I'm on the verge to moving to a different bedroom. Oh boy. He says this is a ridiculous thing for me to do because it's one step closer to a divorce. Well, um... Okay. Anybody who tells you that sleeping in sec separate bedrooms is not a recipe, is not a step closer to divorce is kidding themselves. Well, first of all, there are many people who don't, who do sleep in separate bedrooms that are married. Um, and they're not real. They're just legally married, but they're not emotionally married. They're completely disconnected from one another. If you sleep in separate bedrooms, you're not together. Not at all. Um, 
he look if his alarm goes off at 5:15 he needs to be up at 5:15 okay there's no there's no reason why he should have his alarm on don't want to hear it he should change his alarm that 45 minutes that you use it's needed i get it i'm on your side on this one it's pretty it's pretty straightforward your alarm goes off at 5:15 get up at 5:15 don't be fucking lazy. Let's do one more. I'll get straight to the point. My mother-in-law dresses in clothes that are too tight or too short. Nice. The clothes aren't revealing. Well, she probably got a nice set of... What is it? What were they called? Um, oh, I'm losing the joke. I lost the joke. I'm going to go through it anyways. Because I don't care. In <laughs> typical sweats. Sombrate. <laughs> oh, that's right. I'll get straight to the point. My mother-in-law dresses in clothes that are too tight or too short. It's probably because she's got a nice set of pendulum tits. The clothes aren't revealing necessarily, but they don't flatter her figure at all. They make it look like she has absolutely no sense of style. I feel bad for her. I know she, that she thinks she looks good in these clothes, but I also know that she would want to know if something bad looked on her. The problem is I have absolutely no idea how to broach the subject. She's an extremely sensitive person, and I have trouble talking to her about anything remotely serious. I have made her cry on occasion just for bringing something up that other people wouldn't think twice about. Should I tell her now, or I feel, do I keep it to myself? If so, what do I say? Dah, ain't your thing. Don't even... There's so much other shit that you could be focusing on. Do you really give a good goddamn what your mother-in-law dresses about? If that's her thing and it makes her feel less depressed or gives her any validation, whatever. And honestly, it ain't your thing. It's not your battle. It's not even a battle. It's just that's what she she likes to look at. I mean, it doesn't make her look flattening. You going to change that? And even if she stops doing it, what is she going to change into? You're not going to win this one. It's not worth fighting. I, I would just... Nah. It's not worth it. And maybe it's just your point of view that she doesn't look flattering. Other people are just like, There you go. There's a nice set of pendulum tats. You can find me on Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. You can hit me up through my website, positivesarcasm.com, or you can email me directly, especially if you're a posing music, looking for a fitness competitor, and you're looking for posing music. Hit me up at positive sarcasm at outlook.com, subject posing music, and I'll be more than happy to reach out and help you out with any of your next shows. Like, subscribe, share to uh, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amounts appreciated. Um, and anywhere where podcasts are available, but the video version, well, audio is also on Substack, but video version of this podcast exclusively on Rumble. Rumble, look for positive sarcasm. Please subscribe if you're into this type of thing. If not, that's okay. But if, if you are going to watch, please subscribe. I really, really appreciate it. In the meantime, thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing. And I'll talk to you all next week. Recorded here, back at the Spare Part Studio. This has been a positive sarcasm presentation.